0: Thank you for tuning in to The First Time I Heard. I'm your host, Toya Haynes, and my special guest for this episode is Grammy Award-winning producer Alvin Love III. You may be familiar with his work with C.C. Winans, Mary Mary, and The New Respects, and we're talking about the first time we heard Kenny Loggins. When I was a kid, those were the chords that I was waiting one Sunday to hear because I love this song so much. I had heard it in the back of my babysitter's car as a child and never knew who sang it. And so I remember one Sunday, uh, I remember we used to like have to record songs from the radio. I sat there with my finger on that record button waiting one Sunday afternoon just for those chords to come in. And it wasn't until the DJ said it did I know that this was Heart to Heart sung by Kenny Loggins. And that was the first time I heard Kenny Loggins. Something very similar would happen around 10 years later when I was listening to The Quiet Storm on another Sunday night. the song playing that i assumed because of the way the chorus went was called love will follow and i love this song but i had no idea who sang it now if you know anything about the choir Storm format it's really more about setting the mood than talking in between so i never heard who sang the song until this one night when the dj said it was kenny loggins Now, I knew Kenny is that soul. I mean, as I mentioned before, I was a big fan of Heart to Heart. By this time, I was also a big fan of This Is It. But this put me on pause for real. Like, how did he manage to squeeze a straight up smooth jazz song somewhere between Footloose and Danger Zone? Thanks to Columbia House CD Club. I'm really dating myself here. I was soon to find out. I started at the beginning of his solo career and worked my way up. Kenny Loggins' career has about five different lifetimes or so. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but it definitely has pockets of different genres. For instance, most people are more familiar with danny song and i'm all right from caddyshack but his solo album that came out after the split of loggins and messina has some really soulful tunes including the title track to celebrate me home set me free and the patty austin penned i've got the melody A few years later, he released Keep the Fire with the mega-hit This Is It and Who's Right, Who's Wrong featuring Michael Jackson on BGV. albums like Box Humana and The Unimaginable Life would include some really smooth R&B songs which made me wonder why we never got a more soulful side to Kenny Loggins but I think that's why he's one of my favorite artists I mean he's versatile and he's daring and he's collaborated on straight up singer-songwriter albums with his project Blue Sky Riders but he's also collaborated with jazz greats like David Benoit and Russ Freeman. Pretty much do it all. But the one thing that is consistent is his great voice. And that's why Kenny Loggins is one of my favorite singers of all time. I am so excited to have my buddy, one of my favorite songwriters and just melody makers, Alvin Love the Third, on the show with me. And he, like myself, Kenny Loggins fan. Is that right, Alvin? That is correct. That is What's correct. Up, Toya? <laughs> hey. So the reason, okay, so I remember how I found this out. You are not on Twitter much, but I remember it was years and years and years ago. And I believe you mentioned something about Kenny Loggins and El DeBarge.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love both of them.
0: Yes. And I think you like hashtag melodies, hashtag melody, hashtag stack harmonies or something
1: like that. That sounds like me.
0: Yes. And I was like, oh, he gets it. This is somebody. (laughs) This is somebody that when you mention Kenny Loggins, they're not going to be like, footless Kenny Loggins? Exactly.
1: Exactly. There's a difference. There's a
0: difference.
1: There's a difference. Yes.
0: So I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask everyone on the show. Do you remember the first time you heard Kenny Loggins?
1: I I I don't know the exact time, mm-hmm. but but bringing up Footloose, more than likely it had to have been Footloose. Mm-hmm. It had to have been, you know, just either on TV growing up. You know, it was always on, so I'm 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 sure the first I ever heard was Footloose, but the first time I heard that wasn't exactly the first time I became a fan. You
0: right, know? right. That makes sense
1: yeah yeah but the first time i found the kenny loggins that like i love today that's that's not exactly the footloose kenny loggins was probably probably in the back seat of my parents car one day driving home from school i know like uh after school in the evenings there used to be that show remember delilah yeah Delilah after dark used to always play like soft rock stuff. And uh, Return to Pooh Corner uh-huh. was always on on the rotation. So just about every night on the way home from either a practice or a rehearsal, I always heard that. And that's that's the first time that I was actually, you know, paying attention to, you know. Yeah. I've
0: got to back to the house. One by one, you'd be surprised, there's so much to be done. Count all the bees in the hide. Chase all the clouds from the sky. Back, Back to the days. That makes
1: sense. So that was probably it.
0: There's a line, I think, from uh, White Man Can't Jump. Remember that movie?
1: <laughs> Wait, what movie? White
0: Man Can't Jump. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a line and he's talking to he's it's Wesley Snipes talking to Woody Harrels' character, and they're talking about Jimi Hendrix, I think. And he says, You might have you might have listened to Jimmy, but you didn't really hear Jimmy.
1: <laughs> right, right. That's exactly what it was. That's 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 a good way to put it. I I I listened to Kenny, but I didn't really start hearing him until until a little bit later. Yeah.
0: That makes a lot of sense. What After that, because you said Pooh, Return to Pooh Corner, what are some of your favorite Kenny Loggins songs?
1: Ooh, well, that one is still sweet to me. Um, I love... Uh, you know what? There's another one. There. I forgot about this. This might have been the first time, too. This is really random, but we used to have the VHS to Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And before Mrs. Doubtfire, there was a preview of, like, where they would play they played like a montage of like old old movies but the it was synced to Kenny Loggins run river run yeah and i remember thinking that was really beautiful i was like what is this song who is this guy so so I, yeah that that song i love run, run river run i love uh returning to the corner mm-hmm. heart to heart of course mm-hmm. this is it keep the fire burning We'll wait a little while. Yeah. And then another one. I believe in love.
0: Oh, I've been running that all day, actually.
1: Yeah the live the live version of I believe in love. Uh, it's actually the top of the show. So I guess, I guess that was the first song on the set. So you hear, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny.
0: Yeah, on the, on the, the live beat. album.
1: The, the flute. Like, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I
0: see an empty eye. Empty spaces. Where there used to be a soul What are some of your favorite Kenny Loggins songs?
1: Well, one of my all time favorite songs in general, which I know mainly from Doobie Brothers, but technically it's a Kenny Loggins song because he yeah. wrote it and he recorded it too. So I'll have to say What a Fool Believes is at the top, even though I listened to the Michael McDonald version. Uh Run River Run, uh, Loggins and Messina. Um, that's the thing about Kenny. He's got so many different eras yeah, right? and so many different facets. There's like the folky Kenny. Then there's the footloose pop Kenny. And then there's like the, I don't know. My, my perfect one is the, just the wait a little while. I believe in love heart to heart.
0: That's the Kenny um, I get down with too.
1: The, yeah. That's, that's probably my favorite. That's the one I listen to the most. Yeah. So yeah, those, those would be my favorites for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I wanted to step back to what you were saying about the Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins' What A Full we'll Believes because they've only recorded, I think it was four songs together. And, really? Yeah. And they're such a great duo. I don't understand why we didn't get more out of We should have
1: got more. Yeah. yeah. They
0: fit together so well. Like What A Full we'll Believes is so what said well. on both albums. Um, there's another song that I didn't know uh, No Looking Back
1: no looking back do i know look i don't know if i know no, no looking back
0: if you heard the hook you would absolutely know it and the thing because i did a little bit more research today just to make sure something because i was like there's one more song and it's yeah. like i know it is a kenny Loggins song but it was actually a lead single on a michael mcdonald album
1: i have to listen to it
0: yeah i had no idea
1: i bet, I bet you i've heard it i just maybe I, maybe I don't know about the title
0: yeah so that and then they wrote this is it together
1: which is amazing.
0: Which is amazing. And they wrote Heart to Heart together. Which that, is crazy. Yeah, so that chemistry, I really wish that we would have gotten more songs. But who knows? Maybe they tour together. Yeah,
1: they're, they're so. still kicking.
0: What a fool is.
1: Come
0: on. You see, the wise man has a power.
1: What's that artist's name? they're both on a new guy's record he's the bass player what's uh Thundercat Thundercat they they both featured on I was so jealous <laughs> I, I couldn't believe that this guy got both of them but yeah right. um the song is the song was cool but it's not it's not necessarily what it's not what we know them to do but still right. just the, the fact that he was able to get Kenny Loggins and Michael first of all it says a lot about Thundercat because he's probably geeking out on them just like we are. Right. And then the fact that they were able to um, he was able to get them both on was really cool.
0: Yeah. I feel the exact same way. I felt like he really gets it to have them both on there.
1: Yes. Yes. But
0: I would have loved to hear more of that traditional McDonald, Kenny Loggins background.
1: That's it. it. I don't know if he utilized them as much as he could have. Like if I if if that was me, I would have been. I would have put every like classic cliche, like expected thing in there. I would have just been so indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> and and put everything in that I love. For them. but uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to hear them though. They they still sound good.
0: Mm-hmm. If you could, if you let's say let's say Kenny Loggins wanted to remaster or re record. One of his songs, mm-hmm. and he hired you to do it.
1: Oh, man. What,
0: I, what song? Produce? Yeah, to produce it. To produce it. Oh, you can do whatever man. you wanted. You could bring in strings. You could right, right. Like whatever you wanted to do. If he said, you can take one of my songs, I'm going to re record it, and you can produce it any way you want. What song did you choose? Oh. Well,
1: <laughs> Honestly, some of my favorite ones like the ones we were talking about, like the heart to heart, this is it. I mean, those those are almost so perfect. I wouldn't even really I almost want to leave those alone. I'm trying to think of one that I think that I would could like reimagine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Honestly, the poo corner. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I would do just something super lush and Big and like you said, strings. I, I can see. I can see me taking that and kind of taking it somewhere else. Um, but the other ones, I mean, they'd be great. But some of those are just perfect as is. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to mess it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, right. that. And then I'm trying to think what else. But yeah, that, that's probably yeah that, off the bat. That's my. That would be my pick. I would mm-hmm. do something with return to po- return to poo corner and bring bring Amy Grant back. And uh, do, do it real nice,
0: yeah. That sounds good, that yeah. sounds really good. Speaking of, I talked about just you know, we talked about his melodies and just certain signature things about Kenny Logan's artistry. How do you feel that that has been an influence on your artistry as far oh, as writing? Everything
1: that's 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 my that's everything that I really like. Everything like my main. I mean, lyrics obviously they're important, but that's there's some people that that are really driven by lyrics. There could be a song that's literally about Snickers bars, but if the mm. if the melody and the chords are there, like I I'd, I'd cry, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was like the dumbest song. So yeah. like, I that's I'm not saying the lyrics aren't important, but for me, what really you know, what really catches me is the melody. And the chords as yeah. far as what makes a great song in me. And Kenny, Kenny Loggins, uh, I just identify with that in him. Mm-hmm. And I I feel that the same things that kind of makes him click and makes him go, uh, feel like the same things that get me excited about a song. Like I'll I'll work out to songs that don't even have a beat. Like the same the same. The same stuff that gets, like, when a beat gets people pumped up when they're working out, like, mm-hmm. I can listen to a song that has no beat at all, but if it's got, like, good harmonies, good chords, like, that gives me adrenaline the same way that, like, a crazy beat would for somebody else working out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that that's the true tell, I think, of someone who's really all about the construction of songs.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you saw my playlist... Literally, while I'm running, like you'll see Christopher Cross, you'll see like stuff that's like not even hype, right? <laughs> but I'm like, yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, because you know.
0: the key changes get you higher. Yes, that's elliptical. it, that's
1: that's <laughs> that's just how I'm wired.
0: <laughs> what are you working on now, musically?
1: Musically, uh, at the very moment, Nashville Life, my church, um that you were there for in the beginning mm-hmm. um we got signed to integrity the mu- uh, our music team um so we're in the studio now about to work on a new worship record so oh, I'm, wow i'm writing on that and producing on that so that's that should be fun we're really excited to team up with with them on that
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then yeah that's that's the main thing i've got I've got prospective things happening, but stuff that's like not all the way confirmed. so I guess the current project at hand is is that, but yeah, I'm still doing a lot of writing and still taking production jobs. they're just the few that are happening are just at a very preliminary stage at the moment okay,
0: okay,
1: but yeah, things are happening, and uh i'm 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 excited to be you know working.
0: Have you ever seen Kenny Loggins in concert before?
1: Yes, uh, at least twice. Twice for sure. There might be another time, I can't remember. But um, yeah, um, he played Nashville years back. I might have been still in college, maybe coming out of college, but uh, he played downtown. And then maybe two years ago, a year ago, I bought a last minute ticket. Somehow I missed that he was in town. I found that he was playing at the Skrmahorn with the symphony.
0: Oh so my! I, was like, I oh, just man. left like his that. His
1: songs, happened. his songs with the symphony. I'm like, so I bought a ticket last minute by myself, and then uh, just geeked out for about an hour and a half. Yeah. listening to him, um, he was great. It was a, it was a good set. He did all the songs that I love, and the strings were, well, the whole symphony was a a nice touch too.
0: Yeah. Oh. I actually, I had just moved out of Nashville. I think a couple months before that show, and I was so hurt. Oh man, I'd be was, hurt too. If I, I was been, so hurt. I would
1: have been so upset. I, yeah, one of those things where I just was looking. Somehow I was browsing and saw that it was he was up. Like that day, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh!" So uh, yeah. I went, and it was great.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know it was. I hope I get to see him. With the symphony, I did see Michael McDonald with the symphony.
1: So, oh wait, I saw him at the Schramm Horn. I don't know if I saw him with the symphony. Mm-hmm. I saw him play there, but when I saw him, he he wasn't with the symphony. That would have been great.
0: It was so good, and he did a shot. You know, Sweet Freedom. Oh, Sweet Freedom's
1: like that's a you got to give me back to talk about him. But sweet Freedom.
0: <laughs> I will.
1: Sweet Freedom. Uh, I actually, I never put it out, but I wrote a song that I pretty much. Took the chords from that chorus because I never Mm -hmm. heard a progression like that. Yeah. So I was like, man, I gotta write something around that. But it's it's one of those songs that no one's ever heard. But I do love "Sweet Freedom." Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I just, I mean, even though they're so great individually, it just still makes sense to talk about them together. Even though they're yeah, absolutely.
1: They they they're definitely put it this way: the person that loves Mike McDonald, I can't imagine them not loving Kenny. Yeah. They kind of, the, the the things that you like about one, the other one has too. You know, mm-hmm. great voice, great writing. They kind of got the whole uh, melodic soul thing. And they're good. They're yeah. Good.
0: To this day, they're good. All right. So this is my last question for you. Yes. Let's say we're talking about Kenny Loggins or someone overhears you talking about Kenny Loggins. They're like, I have never heard of Kenny Loggins. So that means you have someone that has not been influenced by Footloose (laughs) or anything. Like you got them fresh out the gate. They don't know anything. Caddyshack, none of that, which I don't hate. hate.
1: Right. Uh, I just don't feel like it
0: tells the full story.
1: No, no. It's not the fullness.
0: It's not the fullness. (laughs) (laughs) So if you had somebody that was fresh out the gate, and they were like okay in order for me to really understand Kenny Loggins music what three songs
1: oh man it could be
0: three songs it could be an album it could be like what would you recommend they listen to first
1: well i mean the one that got me the album and this is probably cuz just my my age but it was the essential Kenny Loggins so like it's not like i was really around when he was putting out like when those records were new, so I kinda had yeah. all those songs in context to like his compilation, you know, because right, like right. I said, I was just wasn't around. But um I would I would do what we touched on, like I would I would try to cover kind of the facets that that make Kenny Kenny. So I would do something from like Logan's and Logans and Messina.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would probably pick songs that I thought covered just the different facets that that I think he touches on. So for like the folky kind of uh, Americana stuff, I, I would probably pick Danny's song. It's just a classic and it's sweet without all the stuff that, you know, it's, it's more subtle, but it's still just as sweet. Right. I would pick that. I would pick, I mean, I had to do heart to heart, and this is it. Those three, so I'd probably yeah. Yeah, I'd pick something from, something from the Loggins and Messina, and then I would pick heart to heart. Ah, what a what a fool believes too, though. Oh man, yeah, it's hard,
0: isn't it?
1: Well, you know what? I'm giving a long answer, but to me, heart to heart and what a believe, what a fool believes, and yeah. this is it. They kind of cover the same zone yeah so i would do i would do i would do pooh corner heart to heart and dannys song yeah that's to me those are the three that would cover the most ground so let's say one person kind of only leaned toward one side I feel like a wide range of people would hear those three and have at least one that really spoke to them mhm. So that's if I had to really think it through those are probably off the bat that I would do.
0: Yeah. And it's it's I mean, just like you said before, there's so many different facets to his career and his style from you know, back with celebrate me home, which is to me is this a gospel song when you Oh, I forgot about celebrate me home. <laughs>
1: Man, I mean, literally, as we're sitting here, I'm just being reminded of how many songs of this guy I love.
0: Yeah, there's so many different facets. I forgot
1: yeah. about Celebrate Me Home. Dang. And Celebrate
0: <laughs> Me Home, I always joke about that being like a good old gospel song. It is, me song.
1: it is totally that. That's yeah, because you
0: what, can get like a good old, is. you know, churchy double clap.
1: Right. <laughs> now, that's how it was. <laughs> when we when he did it live, like, they definitely took that and, and went all the way that direction yeah. they definitely were up and up you know up in the the, the church the church feel yeah, um, yeah it was awesome yeah I, I forgot about that song
0: yeah it's hard it's hard to just lo- I mean you have that era and then you have um, one of my favorite eras which I thought I thought around this time we would get like a good maybe a good smooth smooth jazz album around Vox Humana Hmm. Um. We didn't. <laughs> I think like the closest we got was like the unimaginable life.
1: All oh, right, right, right. You're reminding me that it's been a while since I just sat back and listened to Kenny. Yeah. And then, uh, do you remember, um, your heart will lead you home? Yes. Man, like that. I used to listen. I used to listen to that song a lot. Yeah, I love. I love Kenny. I'm. I'm just. I'm just kind of. Being reminded of how much, how much good stuff he has out.
0: Yeah, so much. Such an incredible songwriter and just incredible musician.
1: He's a beast, and I just really like. I hear him, and I get part of me gets inspired, and then a part of me gets kind of sad because I'm like, man, like who who writes like this anymore? Yeah. Like, I I really. I really envy the, the era where you were hearing that kind of stuff on, on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that those songs were like top forty songs, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. like that's crazy to imagine. Like this is this was the mainstream
0: mm-hmm.
1: pop sound. Yeah. Um yeah. I I I was born in the wrong time,
0: I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but thank goodness I me. Mean, I'm so glad we still have, you know, the music and he's still touring and there's even like a couple DVDs that I saw that are out now with him, Michael McDonald, uh David Foster.
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't know David Foster was um involved in those songs either. Like
0: yeah.
1: that, Man, that again, that era just the fact that those guys were all like new upcoming guys mm-hmm. just working together. I mean, I, I think I even heard that like Michael Jackson would even be hanging out with them in the studio, and it's like, what kind of time was that? Like, the right, 80s, man, the eighties out in L.A. was just crazy.
0: Yeah, like this the song um, "Who's Right, Who's Wrong," Michael Jackson is yes. back up on, and you can hear it; it's so clear. Yep, and things like that weren't rare. You know, it's pretty common.
1: right. Just having people hop on stuff like Michael McDonald on Steely Dan's on, on Peg. Oh
0: my and... God! I... Don't get me started. I'm a nerd about that song. Yeah,
1: I love this song. So yeah, it's 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 it was a definitely a golden era for for that style.
0: Yeah, Bob James. You know, had a big deal to do. with yes. them going in that direction, and
1: um, of course Christopher Cross and Christopher Cross, and then uh, late rest in peace. Just found out about James Ingram, yeah. which is. But, like, I, I put him in that same group. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice and the way he would sing was very, you know, he was he was definitely part of that crew.
0: Yeah. So, Alvin, you are a now Grammy Award winning producer? Yes. Yes. Where'd you put your Grammy?
1: Uh, it's in my room. I, uh-huh. got, I got both of them up in here in this shelf.
0: So you got two for One is Let Me Fall in Love. Let us let them fall in love. I'm sorry. Got two of them. We got song and then we got one for the album. That's incredible. You and Dewan Hill did an amazing yes. job. Amazing job on that record. What I really wanted to talk to you about is you were able to bring just a, such a different element to an already well-received, It's uh, amazing history of work that she has. Thank and you. What was it that made you want to go in a different direction?
1: I had spent a few years singing back up for my mom on the road, and it was on the road that I was able just to hear how great of a singer mm-hmm. she really was. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I knew she was good. Clearly, she's had success, but I think being on the road and seeing her regularly like that, I was like, man, I don't think she has any material that shows what she really can do live. Yeah. Or her music, especially past few years were more on like the serene, worshipful stuff, but she mm-hmm. she didn't really have a lot of songs that were in keys or that had the phrasing that could allow her to sing the way I kind of got to hear her sing uh, on the road. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like what are songs that I could write that could uh, frame her and in, in the light and that can give her the, uh, the chances to do vocally kind of what I would like her to do. And all my ideas started going towards more older classic, like 50s, 60s right. sort of songs. And then um, a lot of my mom's music is really contemporary. And I was telling her that we were in a time where I think a lot of the contemporary music uh, were kind of playing um, paying homage to older styles. Mm-hmm. So between what I thought would make her the most relevant sonically and then what would give her a chance to do what I wanted to hear from her vocally that's kind of how I end up going the retro route and um yeah she liked the songs and with her it's really just as long as the lyrics and the content are conveying her heart right she's she's pretty happy it's pretty that's pretty much the way to... Get her on board. So um, I think I think she liked the lyrics. And then um, when she heard the arrangements and all the strings and stuff, she was sold.
0: And I think that's one thing I didn't mention is that Cece Winans is also your mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you've heard her, of course, saying your entire life. But I think it's really key and interesting what you said is going on the road with her and acknowledging that she had a range that even growing up with her you didn't realize
1: right right until
0: you got to hear her live and then you kind of gave her what what i what i really noticed and i thought was really cool it reminds me a lot of like a phil Spector kind of sound
1: oh yeah he was definitely on the list of it I think the record kind of kind of plays on both of those sides. Some are more on the the uh, kind of classic pop fifties, sixties stuff and then mm-hmm. then there's some songs that even the, the gospel stuff never really goes too contemporary, kind of stays within kind of seventies Hawkins, Andre Crouch, the stuff that's a little bit more on the churchy side.
0: I think it's interesting also that we were talking about Kenny Loggins' career and how he has these different facets, you know, yeah. these different eras. And so CeCe also has yeah. different eras. You know, yeah. Kenny Loggins had Loggins in Messina, you know. She,
1: she had, has. She has. CeCe. CeCe.
0: You know, like, she's had, you mentioned the worshipful stuff. She's, of course, on her Christmas albums. Do you, are you going to be working with her in the future? And do you feel like this is an era that she might continue in for a little bit? Or do you think she might switch up? depending on what uh, you're working
1: on. Yeah, I mean, to your first question, I definitely want to work with her again. I definitely uh, feel that, I don't know, I, I, I come from a per- perspective that, I don't think it requires for me to be her son, but I think that probably plays into it. But I think I just, I have a good knowledge of, of her voice and where she would shine and like, what where she's willing to go, where, what's too far you know mm-hmm. what's too safe um i feel like i've got a pretty good idea i'm not the only person out there that does but um if she if she's willing to work with me again um i would love to we just did the christmas yeah. album last year and that
0: mm-hmm.
1: that went well so so i would love to work with her again as far as what what she would do yeah i don't know i think it just depends on what she what she's feeling i've got a couple of ideas now that could go in a few different directions so I think now it's just a matter of her deciding when she's ready to dive back in, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about it.
0: I loved, I love the spaces that this album was able to put her in. Like she was on Austin City Limits.
1: Yeah, she was on Austin City and yeah. Kennedy Center. On like she's, and now even with the between the last two records I've done for her, they've had a lot of orchestral arrangements, and, right? Um, so she's gotten a lot more uh, symphony hall gigs. And she's been playing a lot of uh, yeah Symphony halls, which is cool, mm-hmm. because um, you know I've, I've I've been wanting to see her kind of venture into new settings and new formats. So yeah, the the past record definitely opened some doors for that, which was mm-hmm. which was one of the goals.
0: Yeah, and you guys accomplished it. It's a wonderful record. People still talk about it. Thanks. They'll continue to talk about it, and you guys got two Grammys out of it, which is amazing. Yeah, so proud I of all you. So, yeah. Okay, so Alvin, this is the part of the show where I allow my guests to introduce either their favorite or one of their most favorite songs. I know sometimes with your artists, favorite artists, it's hard to pick yeah. one particular one. So I'm going to allow you, in the way that you want to, introduce your song.
1: I'm going to pick Celebrate Me Home. It's, I mean, I think it's supposed to be a Christmas song, but I think it applies <laughs> to, I mean, I think you can listen to it any time. Yeah. Um, definitely is just a strong song by itself aside from the holidays. But that's a that's a good one. He sounds amazing. It's warm. So uh, I picked Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins. And yeah, that's my pick.
0: You know, the first time I heard that, I thought it was. <laughs> I saw it, I was younger and I really thought it was about a funeral. Like I thought it was about like someone oh, that was going I mean, to yeah, die.
1: You, yeah, you could. I mean, I guess take me home. You know, I don't know. That's Yeah. That's... I I I never thought of it that way, but yeah, home is definitely not here for Mm -hmm. for for us. So I guess when I guess when we go, we are we are celebrating going home.
0: Right. I thought it was like a good home going. You know that strong Baptist double clap (laughs) song you got going. (laughs) That's really
1: good. Yeah, I mean I'll take it. Y'all can play that at my funeral.
0: Alvin, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. This has been a blast. Y'all,
1: yeah, well, thank you for
0: that. It was a pleasure. A very special thank you to my guest, Alvin Love III. And a very special thank you to you for listening. I really hope that if you're a Kenny Loggins fan, that you really love this episode. And I hope that if you didn't know too much about Kenny Loggins, or not as much as Alvin and I seem to do, um, that you enjoy more of his catalog. There really is just so many different facets of it as we discussed. Um, please subscribe. You can subscribe t- on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and Anchor and Stitcher and just look for me. I'm just, I'm so glad that you guys have subscribed and given me so many great messages about how much you're loving the podcast. Until next time, I'm Toya Haynes. Celebrate.